Uh, hallelujah, everyone. This is Pastor Prince Nyako bringing you Carrie's word. It will be a blessing. I'm the resident pastor of ICGC, the Carrie's Temple, and it's going to be a great time with you. I'm so excited coming your way. It has been episode upon episode in this lockdown. God has brought out a lot of talent and giftings in us. I don't remember sitting down to preach like this, but gradually we've grown into it, and by the grace of God, we've added another dimension to our ministry. And thank God for you following and listening always. We are grateful you spend your data to watch us. God will bless you today too. I know God's word will bless you. Let's pray. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. Your word is already blessed, and it's already anointed. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm teaching today on the subject, the power of obedience, part two. The power of obedience, part two. Now, we use a core scripture, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you should or you shall eat the good of the land. Now, I continue from where I ended on Monday, and I, I, I continue by saying, we did nothing to cause God to promise us anything, but to actualize those promises in our lives, our personal lives, we need to meet preconditions connected to specific promises. Obedience to God's instructions connects you to a specific promise that came, that, that, that came with the instruction. Obedience to God's instructions connected to specific promises releases the blessings in the promise on your life. Disobedience nullifies the manifestations of these promises. Why should we be so blessed with the promises of God and we are yet to actualize it in our lives? If you ask yourself many times, the reason is that there is always a precondition attached to a promise. Even with salvation, I showed you last week, that the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish. So if you don't want to perish, you've got to believe. Then you will not, be, you will not die. Walking in obedience gives you access to the effective manifestation of God's promises. God blesses obedience. That is the truth I'm hammering into your heart today. God Blesses obedience. If you want to see God's favor in your life, you must live a life of obedience to his word. If we want to see God's blessings actualized in our lives, we must live a life of obedience to his word. Your life must be set apart through obedience to God's instructions, to God's commandments. Yes. Our lives must be set apart through obedience. The more you obey God, the more he sets you apart. We like praying, oh God, set me apart. Lord, set me apart. Lord, set me apart. I pray, Lord. Lord, I pray. Set me apart. Set No. After that, we don't obey God. It is in the obedience of God's word that we gradually are set apart unto the Lord. Can I hear a big amen? This doesn't mean that you have to be perfect because nobody is perfect. This doesn't mean that you have to be perfect because nobody is perfect. 
And the people God blessed in the Bible were not perfect. So, Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying what I'm saying. That's what a friend will, that's what a friend will, will, will put it. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying what I'm saying. The people God blessed in the Bible were not perfect people. They were not perfect, but they obeyed God more than they disobeyed God. In many areas of their lives, they obeyed God more than they disobeyed God. So don't be going around saying, everybody's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. And you're walking in sin, committed to sin. No. They obeyed God more than they disobeyed God. They obeyed him in many areas of their lives. Most of the time, one or two areas, will you see that a man has faulted in the Bible who has been blessed by God? Look at Noah. How many times did you hear him getting drunk and disgraced? We quote the scripture. Even David. David slept with somebody's wife. How many times did you see that in the Bible? Because these people lived obedient lives. When they erred towards God, when they sinned towards God, they knew that that is not the kind of life they should live. They quickly returned to God. It's not our case today. Because obedience was their lifestyle, they understood it when they went off. God does not overlook sin and failure, but he does reward. He does require obedience to the instructions that are tied to his promises. Where there is obedience, there is blessing and favor. May God fill your life with blessings and favor as you begin to walk in obedience. May you increase in blessing as you begin to obey God in his word, in the name of Jesus. Where there is disobedience, there will be practical consequences until obedience is learned. When we walk in disobedience, we will walk in practical consequences until we return to the place where we begin to please God. The level of obedience in your life will determine the level of God's favor you can carry in your life. Child of God, don't be deceived. Favor is in the content of God's word. So if a man begins to obey God, he begins to enjoy dimensions of favor, dimensions of honest, dimensions of God's reward. May God, may God, may God have a reason why he should bless you with great favor in 2020 in the name of Jesus. If you will pay attention to your Bible studies, you will come to the realization that all God's, God needs from us is obedience. All that he needs from us is obedience. God doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our money. He owns all money. God doesn't need your house. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. Not even our talents. God doesn't need, we use our talents to bribe God. It's not because you are talented, that is why you serve God. You serve God because he first loved you and he first gave you that gift. So if we replace working for God with loving God, we miss God. Because no matter how you are talented, there is somebody somewhere 
Who is more talented than you? Who will please God more than you do? He doesn't really come. He doesn't really care how good we are. It doesn't move him. You, we can't impress God with our good works. He can, we cannot try to do good to impress him. No. Because he said all our good works are like filthy rags before him. So there is no, he created the well. He created the oceans. He created the universe. What will you do that will impress him? What one thing will a man do that will impress God? Obedience. Obeying God. That is what impresses God about a man. It's not how beautiful you are. It's not how handsome your husband is. It's not the, the largeness of your business. It's not how beautiful your wife is. It is how you obey God. He isn't even impressed by our sacrifices. We, don't, we try to use money to bribe God. God needs our obedience, not our sacrifice. Hosea chapter 6 verses. Hosea chapter 6 verses. Obedience is missing in the church. And I'm praying that after this teaching, you will return to the place of obedience. He said, for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. Your sacrifice must be bet out of steadfast love. Not that you do something for church and you go telling everybody. Not that you do something for the poor and you go and tell everybody. Not that you did a sacrificial service to the Lord and then you go telling everybody you want to take all the accolade. No, God needs a steadfast love. And when there is steadfast love, there will be genuine sacrifices that will bring down the glory of God. Is that the reason why our sacrifices are not provoking God's glory? Because we take the glory. We brag about it. So God's glory disappears from the sin. But I pray for you that from today, you will desire to love God more than to even sacrifice to him. Because out of a loving heart, you will by all means give a genuine sacrifice to the Lord. Somebody shout a big amen. In the economy of God's world, obedience is the currency that really counts and attracts God to a man. Yeah, in God's economic world, in God's reality, it is the currency of obedience that attracts God to a man. If you want to know God, start obeying scriptures. Pastor, I want to know God. Pastor, I want to know God. Pastor, I want to know God. Pastor, how does God talk to us? If you want to know God, start obeying the scriptures. Obedience determines four things in our lives. Number one, it determines our posture with the Lord. So it's out of obedience you become born again. Number two, it determines our status in the kingdom. Every star different in its glory. Every believer different in his honors. My honor will not be your honor. What I am laboring for will not be what you are laboring for. My glory that is being built is not like yours. You cannot, you, 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 you cannot think that our rewards are the same. No. Our glory is different according to our labor. He said, do not be deceived. God cannot be worked. Whatsoever a man do showeth, that shall he reap. So if somebody is sowing acres of land and you are sowing half plot of land, you think your harvest will be the same? No. So it determines your obedience. Obedience. Obedience will determine your status in the kingdom. I see you becoming a kingdom giant in the name of Jesus. It determines how spiritual, how spiritually powerful you can become in the kingdom. 
It also determines our access to God's promises and God's resources. It determines our access to God's promises and God's resources. All God needs from us is our obedience. Our obedience to his word proves our trust in him. Our obedience to his word proves our trust in him. Our obedience to his word proves our trust in him. What impresses God is when a man decides to obey him no matter what. I pray that God will find a man in you who obeys him no matter what. No matter the condition, you stand out for God in the name of Jesus. Favor is provoked by obedience. Favor is provoked by obedience. If God, I want favor. Begin to obey God. You provoke favor. If you want God to be involved in very critical issues of your life, begin to obey the scriptures. Take the scriptures as it is and begin to obey. You don't need a wild revelation to be obedient. I have seen people fast and pray and walk and work hard to get things from God. They don't get it. You don't need to be a theologian to be an obedient child. You just need a child's heart. The heart of that of a child. God is not demanding you to know the Bible. To, to, to give deep revelations. Do you know the meaning of this and this? No, God is not impressed with our impressive preachings and our deep revelation. No, God is not impressed. He doesn't demand us to go to Bible school and become clergymen. God doesn't demand all those things. The only need that God needs from man is obedience. 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 We miss the point. We miss the point. We think that God is demanding so much. No, he's just demanding obedience from us. That's all. There is no magical formula. Listen to this. I love this. There is no magical formula to face God or to engage God to do something for you. You can't force God to do something. No, you can't go and do a direction on God. Ah, I can't tell you Oh, go and do this, go and do this. God will change it. God won't change his mind. No, you can't force God. He has given us his word. And if we obey his word, we begin to enter into his blessings. And I'm praying for you. May you have the heart of a child and follow his word. Believe his word. It will not be long. Your life will be like Obedidon. News will fly out that, hey, have you seen our brother? Have you seen our sister? We started school with him, but look at where God has placed him. Just simple, secret obedience and open obedience to God's word. It is all about obeying God's word. Psalm 24, verse 1. We are, we, we are getting there. I know you've been blessed. The Bible said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness the Lord." The world and those that dwell therein. God has all the resources. Yeah. We crave for he has all. He can easily transfer them into our hands. And nobody can query him. 
Why would God entrust his resources to someone who doesn't take his work at heart? Who doesn't take God, God's interest at heart? It will only make sense for God to hand over his treasures to men and women who are faithful to the cause of the kingdom. And may you be found faithful. I said, may you be found faithful. When God prospers you, you increase in the power of the Lord. The prosperity of God increases power in you. It only comes when you begin to walk in obedience. You increase without fearing anybody. Some people are prospered, but they are afraid that they will come down. When God is increasing you, nobody can bring you down. You are confident because you engage the right keys. I see God. I see God. I see God. I see God finding you faithful and entrusting kingdom wealth into your hands. Somebody shout a big amen. None of these really benefit God personally. When you read Hagar chapter 2 verse 8, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. It doesn't benefit God personally. When he has it, it doesn't benefit him. Listen to me. When God has the silver and gold, he doesn't benefit him. But when he entrusts it into faithful hands, then his kingdom begins to prosper. May God find you faithful and increase you. You don't, don't just pray to be blessed, but obey to be blessed. Don't just pray to be blessed, but obey the scriptures to be blessed. In the name, when you are blessed through obedience, your blessing cannot be destroyed. Yeah. When those resources are in the hands of trusted men, then the glory of God begins to emanate in his kingdom. Obedience is a mark of true, faithful children of God. Obedience is a mark of a true child of God. John chapter 14, verse number 15. I've been blessed today. I don't know about you. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. Obedience is a true sign that you are a child of God. God doesn't require so much from us. But why do we struggle to follow him? Because we don't want to obey his commandment. His commandments are not so yoky. They are not so burdensome. Sometimes I was telling people today that I, I, I started some workout and my whole muscles are aching once again. And they are like, oh, pastor, continue. By, uh, by two weeks' time, you will see the benefit. Initially, you would think that it's a burden. But at the end of the day, you will see that the benefit is enormous. Obeying God in an evil world, in a compromised world, initially will look as though you are missing out on something. But child of God, hear me and hear me well. You are not missing out on anything. You are keen into everything. I said you are not missing out on anything. You are keen in to everything. Somebody shout a big amen. All God demands is obedience. The responsibility of a man to God is obedience. The responsibility of God to man is to bless. Can I repeat it for you? The responsibility of man to God is obedience. The responsibility of God to man is what? Blessing. God rewards obedience. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. What a word. Madagado hosahatahayas. 
He said, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw nigher to God must believe that he exists and that he reward those who seek him. I pray that God will reward every obedient act you have ever shown towards the kingdom. We put fire in those acts in the name of Jesus. May they begin to burn and reveal the glory of God. May they begin to speak over your life in the name of Jesus. Obedience is doing something God commands you to do no matter the cost. No matter the cost. Obey God. Your obedience guarantees your favor. Your obedience guarantees your favor. If you want a guaranteed favor, begin to obey God. Promotion always follows obedience. Hallelujah. Promotion always follows obedience. Your obedience to God's instruction is only a proof of your love. And remember this last three statements. I'm leaving you with this last three statements. Your obedience is rewarded with supernatural protection. No animal in the ark could chew Noah and his relatives. Have you thought about it? The lion could not get wild. The python could not get wild. No, the cheetah, the, the tiger, they could not get wild. The leopard, the hyena could not chew anybody from Noah's family. Why? Because obedience governized it. When Abraham stepped out of his father's house, in a journey to a land he never knew. Nothing harmed him. Obedience provides divine protection. Obedience increases God's favor over your life. Patiently obey God's words. Patiently and practically and pragmatically obey God's word. You will see that God's favor begins to increase in you. Things that people will be praying for will be coming to you. They will not understand but they will not know the relationship you have with God. Keep obeying God secretly. Keep obeying God secretly. Go through the shame. If your obedience will come with shame, go through it. For God is a rewarder, and he will diligently reward you when you diligently seek him. Finally, this is the statement you must not forget. It was picked from Abraham's encounter with Isaac and God on the mountain of sacrifice. Provision is only guaranteed at your point of obedience. Provision for your life, for your destiny, is only guaranteed at the point of your obedience. At that point, Abraham was about to slaughter the son. God said, hold on. I have provided for myself a lamb. And that was where we coined and we got and we received the revelation of God's name, Jehovah Jireh, the, 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 the Lord that provides. Today, I want us to spend some time to pray. I want us to pray. Some listening to me, the first prayer we are praying is that we want to thank God for the opportunity he's giving us to hear this word. For sharing the word on obedience. You want to thank God that once again you've heard the word of obedience from the mouth of his servant. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for bringing this word to us. We give you glory. 
that you chose to speak to us in this manner today. In the name of Jesus, we receive your word. In, my, in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to pray. You want to pray for yourself that any hardened heart, any portion of your life that is not yielded to the leadings of the Spirit, that is struggling, that is rebelling against the leadership of the Spirit, you want to say today enough is enough. You are yielding your members to the leadership of the Spirit. Somebody lift your voice and pray that every life, every lifestyle that doesn't bring glory to God, any stronghold in my mental faculties, any stronghold, any stubborn will, that is contrary to the will of God that I have walked in all this while. Oh God, I pray, let me do away with right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to obey God. I want to trust and obey your word. No matter the circumstance I am going through, I will go through, I will face, I decree and I declare from today, I am for the Lord. I'm walking in the obedience of God's word in the name of Jesus. I am a child of God. I'm a bona property of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost dwells in me from today. I am obeying God to the letter in the mighty name of Jesus. For when I look through the Bible, I see the evidence of the blessings of obedience. I see it in Abraham. I see it in Isaac. I see it in Jacob. I see it in David. I see it in Hannah. I see it in Solomon. I see it in Paul. I see it in Jesus. I see it in Peter. And Peter said, we have taught all night but at your word we will cast the net oh god i pray that you help me lord give me the spirit of obedience give me the spirit of obedience that you put upon noah that you put upon peter in the mighty name of jesus he learned obedience by the many things he suffered i'm praying for you somebody you are watching me You've, 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 you've pushed your life into a chaotic zone. Problems upon problems because you disobeyed God one way or the other. You did not synchronize your will to the will of God. But God is a God of a second chance. I stand with you in prayer and I pray that the mercy of God for David said, as for me, I commit to the altar of God's mercy. I pray for you. I stand with you in prayer. That God will have mercy on you. That may the consequences of your wrong decisions not override the glory of God over your life. May the Lord discharge you. May the Lord discharge you. May the Lord discharge you from every untoward shame in the name of Jesus. From today, as you obey God, as you obey God by his word, may you begin to see God in a flamboyant, a glorious and the majestic manifestation in your glory, in your life, in your destiny, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you so much. It's been a great drive. It's a, it has been a great ride. I have been blessed by the word. I would advise you to go back and take your time and listen to the word. Until you listen to a message seven times, you actually don't catch the spirit. Go back, it's only 30 minutes broadcast. Go back and soak it, and soak it, and soak it. Add the part one to it, and get the meat of what, what, what God is saying. I believe you have been blessed. I trust God you have been blessed. If you want to give an offering, the number, the Momo number for the offering is there. Just send it, and the Lord will keep blessing you.
so that you never run out of resources. I love you. I'm Pastor Prince Nyako. See you again tomorrow on Carrie's Word at, at 7 p.m. And Friday, 7.30 p.m. for Miracle Hour. We love you. God bless you. Bye-bye.